baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, with episode 126. Yay. In the house today is Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hey, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And joining us today, super excited, Lincoln. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be back again. I love it. Absolutely. You just got done teaching, as always. Um, people should know that we are shooting our Tags Podcast TV pilot this Saturday. If you're in New York, you should join us. Lincoln and Jeremy will be in the panel. We yes. are going to be breaking it down. And we'll yep. have free drinks, too. We'll have free drinks. Beer and wine. Beer and wine. You can be a part Spirits. of the studio audience. I, it's going to be a different format from this, mm-hmm. although we will be doing hot gay sex topics. Of course. Terrence Crawford, who has a brand new film that you can actually watch video on demand he will be my special guest. His film is called Crystal City, about the meth epidemic. And we're also talking to Dr. Goldstein, who's going to be talking about all of our ass health. Everyone and loves Dr. Goldstein. Yeah, and we're going to be doing a little Q&A, Ask Wendy, Wendy Williams. We're all being in the audience, and you guys will help be answering people's, giving sex advice for, oh, for people. Oh, I'm looking Unsol- forward to that. Yeah, unsolicited or solicited, either way, we're giving it. Salacious, I should say, <laughs> is what it will ultimately be. So you can go to tagspodcast.com and check that out. Um, just really quick, there's a. I wanted to make a quick announcement. There's a guy, Scott Bowers. He has. There's a documentary you guys can all watch about him. It's called Scott and the Secret History of Hollywood. It was an outfest, it made the rounds. He just died at 96. He's being tooted as the. The male madam back in the day in Hollywood, we're talking like the 50s, maybe even earlier 40s, where he would set up some gays, gays like Rock Hudson to meet up with Cary Grant. He worked at a gas station. You learn all this in the documentary. And he provided behind the gas station a camper, if you will. Yeah, but you can imagine back in those days, being gay was just, you know... And he was kind of the Hollywood 
Monsieur, would you call it? That's Madam, juicy. essentially. Yeah. I love it. But more for the gays. Also straights, too. He also, you learn more. He fooled around with some people, too. He was a bartender at a lot of A-lister parties back in the day. And put together a lot of these orgies with Cole wow. Porter. Wow. And anyway, shout out to him and rest in peace, Scott Definitely. Bowers. He just passed away, but you can watch the movie and I'll link it up. It's Scott and the Secret History of Hollywood. And he's one of our unsung heroes, I think, that we should shout out to. It's fascinating. Absolutely. Well, you know, Halloween is just around the corner. And you two, Lincoln and Jeremy, are notorious for costumes. And I was talking offline with the two of you, and I can't believe neither one of you seem to I have know, we're like both costumes in order. This year. What's going on with you two? <laughs> well, what's horrible is when I go to a Halloween store, which there's one every block in New York City, it yes. seems, right? It's every like empty space has a Halloween store. I go in and find things I can wear all year round. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Um, I don't know. It is it is the season of Madame X, so I feel like Madame X might make an appearance. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, you, it you also would... might be raining on Saturday, and Saturday's a big... Halloween party night here and the the daytime is our podcast right but that evening it might rain so that might hinder a costume we'll see you and Peter are part of my opening monologue yeah I'm doing this opening monologue I can't wait I'm very excited about, Madonna, I'm more excited about oh, that than I am about my Halloween super costume. nervous but it, there is a part about Madonna in there that I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you Lord. guys make it into it. But uh, Jeremy is notorious for really going lavish. One year you were Edward Scissorhands. And oh, that was so cool. amazing. Oh, yeah. We're talking the makeup, the hair. The, yeah. Describe that look and why did you do it? It was just creepy and I, no one knew that it was me, which was amazing because that's what you want in a costume. So like I shaved all my facial hair off. Wow. I had all these scars all over my whole face and then just white, white powder and then like a crazy electrocuted black wig, a black corset, a black leather jacket. It was cool. You looked amazing. Thank That's you. You always look amazing. Thank you. I always I always feel like because I'm so into fashion, that's for me, every day is a costume. Yeah. Not a costume, but that's an outfit. I mean. Yeah. But I do fall prey when I do dress up, because I'm not Mr. Halloween, to the sexified Halloween costume. Yes, right. you totally do. But you you did some good ones. I mean, remember well, that you did the uh, the Indian? I did with the Indian, little... and now I'm feeling, I can, I feel, because I'm, I'm sure somewhere in my genes I'm Native American. But <laughs> thinking about it now, I'm like, should I have done that? It was a little bit a little... Uh, you know, but yes, I am. I know what you mean. I think there's some Native American in me. I'm I'm confident, so don't get mad at me. I but loved that costume. Last year, I had just gotten back from Africa, Safari Africa, and I was inspired by Africa, and I decided to be a leopard. But, of course, it was a sexy leopard. I had, like, the leopard, or in my mind, it was a sexy. And I <laughs> oh, had I forgot about that the one. Leggings, that was good. no shirt. And he was it, obsessed with the blue contacts blue that were contact. really light. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And I had a professional makeup artist do really good makeup on my yeah. face. It was, was good, right? It was really cool, yeah. Yeah, and I had the leopard And that was sneakers. a really fun party. We went to a party for Cambis uh, Shekdar. It was an AIDS yes. fundraiser, and that was a lot of fun, but... Yeah, it got me thinking a little bit about costumes and all. And I was talking to my trainer the other day who's big into costumes. And he also is big into Comic-Con and the whole comic book characters. And he, rec he was telling me about a whole thing at Comic-Con that he's kind of into where people get dressed up in those big furry costumes and they'll go to 
Comic Con, and this happens just in general outside of Comic Con. Mm-hmm. But and I was looking it up. People will post Craigslist ads, or they'll go trolling around Comic Con and promote these after-hours parties of people in their costumes. You know, I get it with a lot of the superhero characters and there's a lot of hot bodies around and that could be fun. Yeah. But what he was talking about, my trainer who is built, he's kind of into those furry big costumes and that anonymous and anonymity, is that the word? Right. Where you can't see them and you're in this big furry costume. And I said, well, what do you do? Do you just have an opening where the privates are? And that's what he said. Yeah. And he's kind of into it. And the whole concept that you don't know who (laughs) is behind the mask. What do you guys think of that? I think it's fascinating. I mean, I've definitely had my history in latex, not necessarily Bugs Bunny or, you know, Mickey Mouse, big fluffy thing, but I've definitely had anonymity in masks or stuff like that. So I get the concept in that realm. I would, if it floats your boat, do it, try it. I kind of, at first I was like, Oh no, I would never be into something like that. But then I thought, you know what? I kind of like that anonymous nature to it. Yeah. I do like that. That's the anonymity is what's interesting. I can't like, it depends what it is. I couldn't imagine. That's what I was going to say. I don't like the fluffy part, but I, I like like the Batman or Spider-Man, the superhero aspect of it. I think that realm could be hot. I think I could maybe potentially get into, the actual furry oh, co- getting well here's the thing glory holes right yeah so you don't really know anything about if we're just going to break it down to the sex portion of it yeah when those of you know i have visited a glory hole in my lifetime yeah and all you see is the dick coming out at you and if it's a nice enough dick yeah i mean i'm not i've been known to go down <laughs> on it so what's the difference between and in this it's anonymous and they're into this costume if, mm-hmm. if the package looks okay i could maybe get into it if i was gonna go there I'm i've just seen saying. it actually online what too you're from watching porn i've seen like not i haven't clicked on them and watched them but they do have it with dress up as clowns or, or like, the big furry yes or the big furry it's usually the head Right. So they may be naked, but then they have like this big like chicken head or something. So crazy they should have on. like a paper bag, it's essentially a paper bag <laughs> right. over their head, but keep Cause, the body because we're all the, about right. that. But the anonymity, <laughs> it's there because of that. So I mean, it still adds to that. I think that there's a twist. Yeah. And twist is erotic. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a one time only. I think it's erotic. The spice you know what I mean? Or it could be every Thursday. I don't know. But <laughs> it could be every Thursday. I think when you go to these parties, you know what you're getting into. It's right. not romance. It's the whole fun yeah. of. And there are certainly you and I, Lincoln and Jeremy, you're there often at the Eagle here in New York City. And have you ever seen the puppy play? Which is a whole yes. thing of boy guys, I was going to say boys, that dress up. They don't really dress up. They're essentially in jock straps, but they might have a butt plug yeah, in them. Yeah, a puppy tail. With a tail. And well, they have a mask over their head, so you can't quite tell who they are. That's true. Yeah. Right. That's a M-A-L, too. Right. Mid-Atlantic yeah. leather. Right. And or a, IML. Or IML. And they set up a puppy pen, and they have padded... Uh, floors so that the puppies can be on their knees and walk around, or sometimes they wear knee pads too, and they are on all fours barking at each other and licking and stuff. I thought, don't knock it to you, try it, right? As I think what we're all saying, because at one point I was so like, oh, that whole puppy play thing, I was so 
thinking that was ridiculous. Yes. And then there was a guy oh, that I you remember were a friend him. of ours. And he was hot, and I was into him at the time, and mm-hmm. he got me to kind of howl Do and it. bark. Yes, and I was like, "Well, who am I now?" <laughs> but I guess in the right moment with the right person, yeah, anything can happen, and it's kind of nice to expand your mind sometimes to. What but that be. was also when you were just one on one with him. So Correct. I think I it was that dom yeah. aspect that like kind of tapped in too. I was alone with them, but it was late at night in my bedroom. And, you know, I have fairly thick walls, but not that thick where I'm going to be barking and howling <laughs> at five in the morning. And my neighbors know that I don't have a dog here. So I'm thinking, what the fuck are they thinking oh here? I know. I sort of did like a. a, a <laughs> yeah. But I, it was very freeing and I was into it. I don't know. That's cool. If it's freeing and you're into it, do yeah. it. I personally had three dogs. I then had two dogs, and I now have one dog oh, over Lord. many years. And I th- connecting the dog thing, the puppy play with real yeah, life, doesn't click for, for me because I've always I've always had a dog in my life, a real dog. Like you a, can imagine if you a one eyed Yorkie with a attitude that I go home to every day. So I can't connect that yeah. with sexual stimulation. Does Did that make say, sense? Mm-hmm. My one eyed Yorkie, oh, salty pretzel. She's that. amazing. There's this great commercial Salty about... Salty Pretzel NYC on Instagram, by the way, if you want to follow her. She's really great. She has her own Instagram. <laughs> she does have her own Instagram. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah, I love it. She'd probably look at you if you and Peter decided to do barking and puppy play. What is like happening? What f- yeah, right, what exactly. Is- yeah. Probably yeah. start barking, too. Like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck? They've, my, my owners, my masters have lost it, officially. Yeah. But I will tell you a short story. At um, MAL, there's someone I've seen there every year. He's been a, he's a title holder. He's this huge... Very masculine, great guy. And at one of the competitions, he had the full mask on. And to see that side of him out in public, he became very endearing to me. Really? So it wasn't necessarily, let's go back and start barking at each other, but it was very telling. And I felt it was intimate in public. It was nice. Well, let's move on. We have a major topic I want to talk about, about dating and our dating stories. Mm-hmm. But there's pop stars have been in the news this week. Jeremy and I were reading a lot about different ones. On the lighter end, Miley Cyrus was kind of held up for a comment she made. She wrote over the weekend, don't give up, you know, because recently she was dating, after she broke up with uh, her husband, Yes, she was spotted around town with another woman. Mm -hmm. I forget who the woman was. And she wrote, don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good dicks out there. You just have to find them. I always thought I had to be gay because all you guys are evil. But that's not true is what she wrote. And she got a lot of flack, which I think is sort of ridiculous, for people thinking that she was essentially saying that gay is a choice. And in some ways, I could. I don't think she meant it in that no, way. No, I don't. At all. I think it can be interpreted definitely, the, but and I think people these days you can't post anything without mm-hmm. people clamoring down your your yeah. neck. I will say, as a girl, girls seem to have it easier. The whole "I kissed a girl" thing to kind of I, now I'm just dating a girl or I kissed a girl, mm-hmm. and guys don't have that advantage over girls because we want to label them as you know, gay or straight or whatever, right? I mean, I don't know. What do you think on that? I don't know. Maybe a little bit more socially acceptable for it to be the other way around and be a girl just kind of taps into that side and then goes back and just back and forth where 
with us, I don't think, like we've talked on previous episodes, even about bisexuality and men and not only men, but just bisexual people in general and how that there's many people that don't really believe in it. And so I definitely think it's something that's not as easily accepted. Ellen is a daytime talk show. Women have come out much more in public than men. So, I mean, they, there is an acceptance that's out there to women. That's not to men. I think it's changing, but it's Mm -hmm. slow. Exactly. And ultimately who really cares, right? People should be able to be who they want. If you want to date somebody, it's 2019 people just let people date who they want. I guess what people are a little bit up in arms with is they were being a little sensitive that maybe she's saying it's just a choice. And it's really for so many of us, we don't think of it as a choice that we can't just bounce back and forth. That's what people are mad at. Did you guys hear about Azalea Banks? She's essentially, she slammed, I'm just going to read what she said. Azalea Banks slams those taking prep and blasts as quote, dumbass Frank ocean. Uh, Azalea Banks found herself the center of controversy over the weekend after she criticized Frank Ocean for launching a queer club night entitled Prep Plus. Singer and rapper Ocean launched the club at short notice last Thursday in New York City, announcing news of the event. The night, quote, the night is named Prep Plus as an homage to what could have been of the 1980s New York club scene if the drug Prep was around. Uh, In an Instagram story, Azalea Banks took exception to the name and voiced criticism of the medication. She goes, there's no reason you need to have a fucking pill so you can just fuck whoever you want. She said, the boys are still getting HIV. The girls are getting renal failure. They're getting liver fucking failure, she goes on Uh to say. They're getting anal warts. They're getting anal cancer. Okay, that's a fucking death trap, she writes. And for that dumbass N-word Frank Ocean to sit up there and fucking promote that to you all gays like that's something that you all need it's evil and he's probably getting paid you all stay off that fucking prep um she suggested that anyone taking prep may have a sex addiction and should seek help from a psychiatrist before imploring people not to allow everybody to come inside them and be responsible wow that's a whole lot she has a lot to say that's I mean, I've never lot. listened to her, but that's a lot to say. It's and there's just a lot like of her character too. Information there. If, I want to delete the one song because I do have one song on oh, I my have phone two or three, that I kind of loved like, back girl, in the day. Fuck off. She's been in the news uh, a lot. And why is she weighing in on an area that she knows nothing really about? I just she, say, don't worry about it, girl. You're not taking it, so don't worry. I mean, it's not your life. I don't I know mean, her history. With our culture. I don't know her history with our I remember community. something on a plane about she just has a saying history to a flight of mouthing attendant. off yeah. a, a lot. Yeah. And at whatever she thinks. And clearly, I don't think she has a lot of hits out right now. And this could be one way to keep her in, in the in news. In somebody's mouth. Yeah. yeah. But that's a lot to say about a drug that we hear. And you know the funny thing about it? As I was researching topics, and this came in the, my news feed today, I was mm-hmm. literally putting the blue pill prep in my mouth, swallowed it, and that was the first story <laughs> I read about Azalea wow. Banks' blast. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. And I'm like, should I throw it up? Because Azalea Banks told me not to. Oh, definitely. Or, no. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Of I know. Not. I'm just thinking, wow, that's a lot to get into with our community it and is. shut the fuck up Azalea. Right. But what about the whole Frank Ocean? What do we think about him launching this new 
you know nightclub called Prep, and take as it's taking us back to the seventies. Well, you get the whole concept of why he did it. First I, of all, I I think I get the concept of why he did it, but what I know for sure is that HIV transmission in New York City is down to almost nothing, right? Because of the Prep campaign in New York City, so. I'm not saying that there's not ramifications for that pill. I hope that there aren't any in mm-hmm. the long run. We can't answer that. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is people aren't getting HIV the way they used to. Mm-hmm. And I also know if you're on PrEP and you get tested for everything every three months, it is bringing down sexual transmitted diseases in our city, same in San Francisco, where we were getting people becoming positive hand over fist every no pun intended. Um, hand over fist all the time. So, mm, I don't know. A fun 80s party that says, yeah, let's pretend that virus doesn't exist is kind of cool, I guess. I'm not sure. I, I think it's good. I think it's good in general because the more exposure we have of PrEP. I remember I was. I took so long to get on the drug myself, mm-hmm. and not. I had my own reasons to it, but I wasn't totally against it. I was just trying to find out more information. I wanted to really find out information about what it does to your liver and your kidney. I just wanted a little bit more information. But now mm-hmm. I'm on it, and I we talked about it, Jeremy. How I've had my my uh, blood work done, and I'm good, mm-hmm. and so I will continue to use it. I do remember a time period early on that I didn't I didn't know how I felt. I thought it was a little bit of a negative thing. I was saw people running around town with t-shirts that said prep whore. And at the time that really rubbed me the wrong way because I felt like information was still coming out about the drug. And to you I think it's good exactly what you said, Lincoln. It's keeping what we know now, it's keeping rates down. Mm-hmm. But to use it in the same marketing campaign as prep whore to me, was that a campaign that it's a license to maybe what Azalea is referencing that without using condoms, we're going to just keep, keep you know giving STIs around? And really, if you do your research, you're supposed to be, not that everyone does this, using mm-hmm. condoms. I don't know. I didn't like that idea at the time. I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about that. I just don't like any... I don't think it needs to be marketed like that. Like, I don't think with T-shirts and things, it's not... Well, how about a club? Then take it back. I don't like that idea either. I just don't think you need it. It's There's plenty of other themes that you can do for events and parties. It's not about being gay or not. I just don't feel like it's a thorough, very... I don't know if it's really that thought out. I don't know if it's really that thoughtful. I don't know. I'm really... I like the idea that you said, I don't know if it's really thought out. I'm going to go down a road that I don't love. But if you're going to have that kind of party, then at least have some education at the party, I, like exactly. HIV rapid testing or stuff like that. However, I've never really understood the idea of a nightclub doing HIV rapid testing. Like, hey, yeah, let's either. go party and have a few drinks. I'm going to run and get tested. Oh, look, I'm positive. Like, who wants to know the answer in that setting? I would want it during the day. I would want it with my support system around me. So mm. while I don't say shut it down, I mean, I just don't, I wouldn't do it myself. You mm. know what I mean? That's not where I'm going to get tested for my STD, eyes, STDs. And the only other thing I can think of is, and I read a little bit more about why Frank Ocean talked about it, he is African-American, and people, the rates 
of H. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. HIV infection, the people that could probably benefit the most from PrEP currently are African-American and the Latino community and lower income. And he said somewhere I was reading that he, it's, PrEP isn't available, readily available as it probably should be. Mm-hmm. He said he was definitely not promoting Gilead, the makers of PrEP, mm-hmm. but he did acknowledge the fact that it's more readily available and it is sort of a pop. I don't. It's, it's not pop culture. It's what we're currently. It's our time period. It's our I mean, time yeah, period. Right. So I guess I'm not really mad at that he would use that. I don't know if it's. I just think it's unnecessary. But sometimes pop culture I mean, isn't uh, thoughtful from a long term yeah. standpoint. Like we're not pulling back, but it is just what we are in currently. And to your point, Lincoln, if it's really saving lives, and if his. I'm not sure if everyone's really getting where he was coming from, a club of the 70s and 80s, and he wished we did have something like that because right. so many people were getting affected. I'm not sure people are getting that messaging. Well, in that day, though, people were saying, I mean, I hate saying this phrase, but AIDS is God's answer to gays. Remember that whole thing, yes. which is so destructive and... Yes ridiculous and wrong and it did stop the sexual revolution it did it did stop the sexual liberation movement it did just cut everything at the knees at the time so there is a way i i was um walking by the aids memorial park down oh, off yes, of greenwich and it said if they had not something i'm paraphrasing so i apologize if they had not died they'd be living with aids right now the people back in that day, because yeah. of the medication, because of everything that we've done, they would be undetectable and living with the virus. Mm-hmm. And wh- where would we be as a gay liberation movement? I mean, the the one thing AIDS did bring was empathy. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which brought acceptance, which brought humility, which brought out celebrities like Elizabeth Taylor, who I would actually much rather listen to than this 
banks disaster right. that is just throwing fear all over the place. Right. And I certainly don't think the guy was getting paid by the prep people to have an 80s party in New York City. I mean, no. that's just stupid. I think yeah. we all agree Azalea's out of, you know, just shut I the hope fuck she up. Was, that sounds like as good as her latest music. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. It got us thinking. Um, I wanted to talk about a story I was reading about in Queer Tea Today, gay guys list the first date behaviors that immediately turn them off. And I'm just going to read you a few of them, and then we'll talk about some of things that have turned us off on first dates. And some of the things that people wrote were making fun of other people in a mean, not funny way, instant bone killer. Uh, they fucking dipped tobacco. What does that mean? I don't even oh. know. Ew, it's I gross. think you take a thing of tobacco and you put it under your um, oh, gum oh, and really you gross. like suck on it. Like it's chewing okay. tobacco. Yeah. Okay. God, does that really happen? Doesn't like animals at all. Yeah. Would be a deal breaker. Bragging about sexual conquests. Spends 90% of the time on his phone. Uh, yeah. Being rude to waiters. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of one that I'll oh share in a second. Uh, emotionally stunted. Um, I dated a guy whose main emotion was anger. Um, them talking about themselves for hours without having asked you one thing. <laughs> and when he spends more than five minutes talking about his ex. So these are ones I mean, that I definitely like agree with. I mean, I'll start it off with one that I was dating this guy in LA when I lived there and he was really good looking and he at the time don't like laugh at me but he had a Hummer like remember when Hummers were really big those big like yes. Jeep like yeah. and there was no environment <laughs> back it. then so it didn't matter you fucking loved it well I mean I sort of liked it for um, the moment yes however I remember getting in and we were driving, if anyone knows, uh, West Hollywood. We were driving down Santa Monica Boulevard. I had spent the night. We were getting up to go have brunch. We're storming, like, you know, driving full force down Santa Monica Boulevard. And he sees somebody he knows on the side of Santa Monica Boulevard and er, screeches, rolls down my window because I'm in the passenger seat to oh, say, hey, hey, and screaming at the top of his, up to this person in, which I'm slightly mortified because yeah. not only is that person now like, who's this, me, yeah. but all the people on Santa Monica Boulevard on a Saturday afternoon are now looking. And then the other thing is he had a lot of road rage, too. So we're in the Hummer and he's like, fuck you and causing all these oh, practically... Lord accidents and I'm mortified and it was just, yeah, not cute for me. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of one of my worst date stories. This happened at least 10 years ago. Maybe I met someone and we both agreed, Hey, let's, you know, the weather's not great. Come on over. We'll order in sushi. We'll get to know each other. We'll watch TV. We'll chill out. And then he came over and sushi was like, 35 bucks. So I gave him a 20 and he said, Oh, let me deal with it. I'll deal with it. I don't know what he did to the sushi delivery guy, but they were screaming back and forth. And then the sushi guy was like pounding on my door. I went, I was like, what's up? He's like, he, no tip, no. T and I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And I handed the guy another 20. They would never deliver sushi to me again. So I still have it. no idea what happened between the guy and the, the, 
people who were make who used to deliver my sushi. Who cares, but whenever though? I would call, they would like no delivery. Sorry, click. Oh, Is that horrible? My God. Yes, he you ruined got, it for you. You got blacklisted, bitch. <laughs> and what could he from Tono Sushi on Seventh <laughs> Avenue? It's fine. They're broken. Out, so. What could he have possibly said? What could he have to possibly have said or person? done? I know it's very weird. I'm always like slightly flirty to the people. I just hate cheap I, dates too. Oh yeah, God, cheap dates had a are whole bad. Story, Jeremy. I recently, I hate I, cheap dates sure we, so much. Yeah, Jeremy was on a date recently. We may have talked about this, but yes. it's worth just giving the quick nutshell of it. Tell them. Oh, the one that I was telling you about that yes. we saw out the other day. So just the longest ass day. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to shorten it, but it was just brunch and then like splitting that. And then we spent the day going to his friend. His friend picked us up and I'm and you don't meet people on the first date, like seven of their best friends all in that day. Weren't you telling me that? You had brunch, his friend picked you up, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, you end up going to... This apartment. You think you're going to go out with his buddies. Right. And you have to make a pit stop at the friend's apartment. To pick up other friends. And the apartment is filled with lesbians and other gays and they're some of them are in their bras like just topless, getting ready drinking mimosas and, and i'm just no like what the fuck are we doing ready to go out and i would be oh hell i know no. this one was like oh i would have been nah, pieced it, out so anyways so the day just keeps going i mean it started at 12 it definitely didn't end till like 1 a.m and after that apartment was finally dropping someone off at their hotel in Times Square and then going to LeBain's Sunday's gay party. And then all of them were on their phone the entire time, no one speaking. So I'm like, why did we come out? None of you are buying drinks. So I bought the guy two drinks. And the place is not really that reasonable for drinks no, that are LeBain, not no. that great. Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I just don't like to go out if I'm not going to buy a drink. There's no need for me to be out, really. That's what I, how I feel. I'm not going to go to just stand around or sit down on my phone. But he and his friend, you were telling me, just sat there. Literally the whole time and then decided, oh, I'm over this and just went downstairs and then texted me. Get this. Oh, yeah. meet us down. So Jeremy buys and the I'm guy. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. And Jeremy, I just had a brand new drink. Jeremy buys the guy two drinks at the, this expensive place here in New York City and at one point, you and your friend, you invited a friend to join you guys, and you go to get a third drink with your friend. Mm-hmm. The, f- the guy that he was on the date with We come back, and gone. he's gone, and all the seven friends. So Jeremy says, where are you? And he texts and says, we're, we're downstairs, we're leaving, come down and meet us. But didn't tell him... I mean, on not every level. Not a match. Let's no, just say. Exactly. If it's not a match, And then there was one match. more bar after that. Then we get in a car yeah. and we the go. The fact that you went on and on I with know. this. I know. I just, I was literally nightmare. a little smitten for the day. And then I was like, oh yeah, never again. And then we saw him out. You and I, like two weeks ago, whatever. And he wanted to go out again. And I, it w- would have been a really great time to say that it was a terrible date. Just. Just to oh, you even mean to make, tell him? Yeah, to just face. to tell him because we were drinking and it was a fun night out. And you know when your bestie's out with you, you kind of get am- ammunition to like just right. really lay in on someone or at least just be like, no. And I was just didn't say any of it. It really is hard to date, I have to say. It is. I have compassion for, I mean, I'm in that world. I don't do a lot of dating, but when I do... And you were going to say, Lincoln? Well, there's just two sides to every story. I totally get what you're saying. 
And like my story that I just said, however, I just thought of something else. One time I met someone on a Sunday for a brunch date. Now I work really hard Monday through Saturday. And on Sunday morning, I get up, I put my house together, I take a hit of pot, I take a deep breath, I watch the news, listen to NPR, and we were going to brunch. So I had a, a one hitter on me, and I'll never forget, I went to Elmo to meet him for brunch, and I had two hits of pot, and we sat down, and I said, hey, do you want to hit a pot? The person looked at me like I offered him crack. Oh I was God. like, it's a one hitter at Elmo. Yeah. Why are you? Lo- no, but he, I was that date. All of a sudden, I oh was the guy God. who showed up. He thought like, you were a stoner. <laughs> what did I, I'm like, oh, not a match. It Again, is funny. I'm out. There's it is really sides. funny from another point of view, like to his point. I do always wonder what. Do they think it was like hunky dory and amazing, it's or the way they you know live. what I mean? Like it's the, someone yeah. else's point lifestyle. Of view? It's just a different lifestyle right. that other people can be like, oh, "How yeah. dare you?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay." I'm out. Well, I think there's a level of reasoning. I think you. I guess I could sort of understand the other side where somebody maybe doesn't. What if they were sober? Yeah. And but there's a way to say no. I'm good because pot, as we know, is not. You didn't offer him a well, pipe. It, it was a while ago, <laughs> by the way. Well, but you know not, what I'm saying. I'm not cutting lines pipe. at Elmo <laughs> saying, "Yeah, oh let's God. have the, the table. AIDS Benedict." And like, what's happening? Can I borrow your oh straw? I need. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I also have been that. I've been that but, on the other side where. That got where they said uh, not an animal lover. I'm not an animal lover, and I've been that one that was judged on a date of, with somebody that is obsessed with animals. And I'm just honest. I don't mind them, but I'm not gonna cuddle up. I'm just not an animal person. See, and, and so I am an animal lover. I've been that at that date where they were like, "What the fuck is and wrong you with you?" Ordered a steak extra yes, rare. Yes, exactly. Done. He totally does. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's totally Jeremy. <laughs> that wouldn't bother me because I really am an animal lover. But yeah. I don't think I, I would like be. fur too. <laughs> I wouldn't. That wouldn't cause me the pot. Definitely not. Things though, like only talking about themselves, which, oh, which yeah. tends to be who With I do. With the gaze, meet. that definitely happens a lot too. I feel right. Like. I feel like people have no self awareness. Okay, can I ask a question? Yes. So, what is the one thing you've done that you've been a bad date? Because I know for me, when I was dating, I would just lay it all out on the line. I'm a pretty public person. Is uh, from a day-to-day level, like I teach group fitness, I have a business that people can walk into at any time. Like I'm pretty transparent, mm-hmm. but I would go on a date and I would just say, there was no, you know, like everything come over <laughs> my house, look at my shop. Look at my man. And at the end of the day, I went, wow, I just really kind of gave it all away, <laughs> which other people probably perceived as, wow, he talks about himself this whole time. And I was just, it's my life. It's what I live in. Yeah. So my question is, like, what have you done that at the end of it? You go, maybe I should stop doing this when I date because it doesn't work for me. It's been a long time that I've been on a date, but God, I'm trying to think what I may have It's a good question, done. though, right? You know, well, I don't know if this is a mistake or not, but I have gone home with somebody. So it's, we set it up for a date, and then I've gone home with them that night and we had sex and then n- never heard from him or, or we were intimate, whatever, intimate. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe I should have just held out longer. 
So I think that could yeah. be a mistake on my part. It's a good one. I think a lot of people do that. You know, I think that's a good one to bring up because... Because it could have been something different. Yeah, and I think it's so easy when we meet people in general. Like, mm. I've certainly gone home with people and liked them, and then we've had sex. And I thought, oh, this would be great to carry on. They even stayed over the next day. I made them coffee. But nothing ever seems to transpire much after that. Mm. And I do think there is something to be said about if you do get it all out of the way in that first time, at least for me, that yeah. there's nothing left to really look forward to. The, if you can get the milk for free. Right. Yeah. Isn't that that thing? Yeah. yeah. That thing. I, I think that that's a great point, and I think a lot of people will identify with that. However, Peter, I'm a who slut. I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> that people do that. People yeah. do that, and then they, they roll in their mind about it. Did I give it up too fast? Should I have kept the mystery going? Whatever that looks like. Something Peter said to me when him and I started dating, he was like, we should just have sex soon, because if that's not a match, we should probably should stop dating. Which and was, then I agree which, was, with. which I really did not see it that way. But it wasn't I always the first... just thought I was super easy. But <laughs> he, it was a good thing to kind of check and go, oh, yeah. okay, we can grow on this, which we have since then, which is a but positive thing. But did you thing. have sex the first night? No. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying anything like past <laughs> one day, like, can we just get <laughs> Maybe through Maybe the second one, one bitch. You know? And, yeah. Which if you're dating off of Scruff or Grinder, which is a lot of people's... I would say the common mm-hmm. or the other apps or that's the common introduction. Yeah. So duh, it's going to happen mm-hmm. right? because you just saw a picture, seven pictures, an album and people who identify themselves True. as top, bottom or versatile. So yeah. it's kind of laying it. It's part of the mystery that was certainly not in the documentary you were talking about when we started this show. <laughs> right. right? Yeah, when people exactly. are, 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 are really point. in the closet and can't. Yeah. Right. When, when, um, who were the two actors you mentioned? Gary Grant and Rock Hudson. Yeah. When they got into the room, they had to figure out who was top and bottom. True. Right. right? Like yeah. that were a different time. Yeah. Sorry. What was your, what was no, your that's bad? True. Why are you a bad date? Jeremy? <laughs> I don't know. I would say I ghosting. Oh yeah, and I definitely do that a lot. But not only that, I think when I get asked the X, X question, I go too much. I tell like a long ass story that's like a little too much and they don't really need to know all that and I don't make it short because it's like I don't date a lot, so it's like dragging out the horrible X and so I feel like that is kind of a flaw. Yeah, you and I are not good daters, I think, for some no. reason. I mean, no, we are. Actually, we shouldn't say that. We are. I mean, I'm fun to go on a, on a date with, but it's also really, really based off of the energy with the person, and I really haven't had a good one in a while. Yeah, I would date myself. I mean, I think... I mean, no, I'm not kidding, but... I mean, I think I'm a good date in general, mm-hmm. but I was ridiculous recently. I was at a place here in New York City that anybody, it, that if anybody knows, it's called The Cock... And I met this boy there who was oh, 20 years me. younger than me. <laughs> and I just saw him sitting in, in the cock. Is sounds like what it is. It's kind of a <laughs> seedier, darker, a but fun place. Dick. But there was this, they have these church pews that I'm obsessed with. And I really wanted one of those church pews because I went to Catholic school. I'm getting <laughs> off topic, but I want them for my apartment. And this boy was sitting, I call him a boy because he was 20 years my young, my 
younger, I guess you'd call it, mm-hmm. and was sitting there. He looked so adorable, and I like sidled up next to him, and I wasn't lascivious. I just had a nice conversation with him. We exchanged numbers. His name is Angel, which I thought was adorable, and we ended up texting back and forth. So a few weeks ago, he was texting me. And where do I decide to meet up with him? At the cock again. Because he lives in that area. Like, and my friend that's a bartender there came up to me and said, at the cock, are you on a date? And I thought <laughs> how, re- and I only, I just had to laugh because I thought, yeah, yeah, why did I bring him back to a place that we met at the right. cock? That is I not mean, a place to go on a date. That being said, we were very like, you know, in our own little huddle that probably looked to my friend yeah. like we were on a date mm-hmm. at the cock. But that's sort of my life. But yeah. again, I went home with him afterwards and we haven't heard from each other since then. I think we too much happened in that first time. Yeah. And I think my lesson is to just like, if I'm going to go on a date, have it be just a real go on one. a date and give a hug. And then if it's, we want to get together again, don't. Yeah. Well, also the part of missing somebody really makes da- the dating actual dating fun. Exactly. Like when you don't, you didn't get all the cake on the first night, <laughs> yeah. but you really want to taste it and you're really, really like excited about the next time you see them. And in New York, everyone is really busy leading their own life. So when you go one whole week without seeing that person after that date, it is kind of exciting to Speaking see them of again. Cake, how many dates did it take Peter to taste <laughs> the protein bakery? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, a little while. A little while, not that long. You mean the second date? (laughs) (laughs) A little little while. Do you want to hear our date story, though? Our first date? Because it's really a good one. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Peter and I met uh, through a friend, and he's lived on 19th Street, and I've lived on 8th Avenue and 21st for 13 years without ever really seeing each other. And when we finally went out on our first date, I checked my phone and saw that his name was Paul, don't ask, and put my phone back in my pocket. So we met at Jim Bar for our first date, which I never go to. He never goes to. So it wasn't like going to a bar we always go right. to. Mm-hmm. And I saw him. I was like, hey, Paul, good to see you. Uh-oh. He says nothing. We go into the bar. Of course, I know someone at the bar. Hey, this is my new friend, Paul. Paul, Mike, uh, hey, hey. Oh he says my nothing. God. We start drinking tequila. You didn't say Mary, like Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> True. And- <laughs> don't, don't even. Okay. So um, <laughs> we start drinking tequila and having a great time. I run into somebody else I know, Paul. My, oh, yeah, you hi, are carrying hi. on. He does nothing. Well, I know. Yeah, we know people. Yeah. So then we went out on 8th Avenue and we started walking up to my apartment because he was going to come over to see the dogs. Who we, He had met the dogs before on the street. And as we walk up 8th Avenue, we run into one of his friends who says, hey, Peter, how are you? Crushed. Crushed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And <laughs> they leave. Goodbye, goodbye. And I said, why didn't you tell me your name was Peter? I've been calling you Paul all night. And he says, well, with those brown eyes, you can call me whatever name you want. Oh, that's so cute. And he's been so cute and cheesy ever since then. And Jeremy and I are gagging. And on that note, we're cut off. (laughs) That's all the time we have for today. I love that story, though, Lincoln. If you you. are in New York, this um, email me or go to tagspodcast.com. We are shooting our TV pilot for Tags Podcast Saturday 
afternoon, and we'd love for you to be a part of it's it. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Follow us at Tags Podcast. Um, and thanks, guys. This has been a lot of fun. This week's Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. The question will be, tell us a little bit about your dating stories, what you could change about your dating. Yes, your own. And your, some of your dating horror stories. We want to hear from you. And we will report back next week. In the meantime, continue having hot gay sex. sex. Woo! Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.